This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with Richie Oche. What's up, my brother? What's going on? How's it going, Steve? Good, good, good. Mary Goulet is not here. <laughs> we miss you, Mary Goulet. You gotta come back and join us. I think when she goes on vacation, we just need to know she won't be there. She seems to get sick the week after the vacation. <laughs> I'm wondering, this is this really it's a, a pattern. sickness or is this mm-hmm. a pattern? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, I still have a little Continued bit of vacation. I still have a little bit of jet lag. <laughs> I need to sleep it in and catch up. All right, that's fine, Mary Goulet. We love you. We'll see you next time when you get here. Hopefully soon enough. And uh, of course, Wade's got his own control in the studio. Kelly's got it in control back at headquarters in here on Reinvention Radio. Uh, we're going to be hanging out with uh, a very interesting guy. Actually, I'm very much looking forward to sharing his story. So we'll get uh, we'll get into things uh, with Jay Guarani here soon enough. But uh, in the meantime, just wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of a couple of things. Number one is our other show, which is Beyond Eight Figures. So if you haven't tuned in to Beyond Eight Figures, please check it out. Every week we sit down with entrepreneurs who have either exited for more than $10 million or currently gross more than $10 million annually with their businesses. And we get to the bottom of how they started and scaled and exited from those businesses. So definitely check out Beyond Eight Figures. And uh, Richie is involved with that, of course, as is Mary and uh, when she's here. And uh, I just really, really love that show. So make sure that you check it out because there's the, the tools and techniques and short strategies and shortcuts uh, that our guests share around uh, just being an entrepreneur. Pretty impressive week in and week out that they're willing to share so much with us. So definitely check out that other show. And uh, the other thing that we want to make sure that you guys are aware of is that if you are interested in joining us at an upcoming new media summit, uh, you get on it pretty quick because I think I mentioned this before, but uh, we're definitely sold out and have been sold out for September's new media summit. That's the event where you can come and meet 40 top podcasters and pitch us on who you are and what you do from center stage. Everybody takes center stage and uh, pitch us on who you are and what you do, and you literally get booked on the spot and uh, of course over the core uh, over the course of those three days uh, we also teach you how to leverage and really monetize the power of new media so september is sold out very much looking forward to seeing many of you there yeah richie what's up buddy do we have a waiting list for that we do it seems like it's like selling out faster each time we do right now we actually have like 18 people or something on the wait list for september so I, I would highly recommend getting your shelves on the wait list uh, at newmediasummit.net. Uh, Kelly, we probably just need to change that to say get yourself on the wait list for March because uh, I, I don't see us being able to accommodate all those folks because we cap it at 150 people. So get more information there at newmediasummit.net and, uh, and definitely put yourself on the wait list so you get info when we release tickets and uh man i'm super excited for september by the way i'm i'm super excited i can't wait for our next new media summit it's gonna be number five new media summit five still blows me away it does i need to buy a piece of real estate for every time we do a new media summit that's 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 my new goal and not in terms of just you know the i don't want to make that correlation sound weird there but i'm just saying like if i bought a piece of real estate 
every time we did a new media summit by the end of the let's just say the next five years, I'd have a lot. I'd have a pretty good portfolio going. Why, why don't you just buy a multi-unit so you can house? Or everybody? just do that? <laughs> or just how exactly? That's the play right there. We'll uh, we'll buy because uh, we're going to do it at the Mission Valley. Uh, what is it? Double Tree Hotel there by Hilton. So maybe we'll buy something over there. We'll house everybody. And uh, that's a great idea, Richie. See, you're always thinking. We'll build towers over that way. That's the plan. All right, enough of that. All right, let's get into today's conversation uh, with our guest, Jay Gabrani of Prepared Fathers. And uh, Jay's got a really interesting story, uh, not the least of which is we thought you were coming in studio to hang out with us, but you're mm-hmm. you're, you're in Canada, and uh, somehow we got our wires crossed on that. But uh, but tell us uh, tell us. Uh, a little bit first and foremost uh, about who you are and what you're up to in the world, and then we'll uh, we'll take a couple of steps backwards. Fantastic. Well, good to be with you guys, uh, Richie. Good to good to talk to you again. Yeah. Um, so basically, Steve, you know that this all started at the last New Media Summit. All right. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I came to when I came to Austin last year, I had there was no business. There was simply an idea of prepared fathers and prepared fathers. What I wanted to do was empower fathers financially. I see that there's a lot of fathers out there who, uh, let's say they're still in charge of the family finance, but, you know, you went to school here, I went to school, there's no real training or anything available for fathers to kind of oversee their finance, make good investment decisions, and ultimately be able to take care of their family's financial future. So I saw a big gap there, and when I came to New Media Summit, I kind of used that as my test to say, will this idea fly? And that's kind of what happened. So in the year or so since, that's what I've done is prepared fathers is there. We uh, empower fathers to get financially prepared. It is a cause like kind of it's uh, near and dear to my heart uh, because I do know that there's a big need out there. So that's that's what prepared fathers is all about. Mm-hmm. And, and just out of curiosity, uh, and I'm sure the audience is wondering this as well, what what qualifies you to to help uh, on those fronts, I just want to make sure that sure. people understand your your background and why you're the the right resource. And, and by the way, as a dad, I, I mean I can tell you just in that short description that you just gave us there. I mean I I wonder if I'm prepared enough, and I and I'm mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm thinking the answer is probably mm-hmm. not. So t- take us through the the qualifications, and then uh, something happened with your yeah. your wife that kind of led to a lot of this. Yes. 100%. So uh, I'll give you kind of the three prongs upon which I base this whole thing on is, number one, uh, when I went to university, I was trained and educated as a professional accountant, all right? But that whole world was really not for me. Uh, I had always promised my parents that I'd never work for one after, uh, anyone after 25. They're the ones who encouraged me to go to school, get an education. So I went and did that. So I became a professional accountant. But the last job I ever held was the day before my 25th birthday. I left uh, the firm Price Waterhouse. And let's just say that ever since then, the second prong and the third prong of why I talk about this stuff, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. So when it comes to business, had several different businesses. And the third prong is I'm a real estate investor, and I have been since 2005. Mm. So all of these things, basically, I've been in the world of finance, business, entrepreneurship, numbers, uh, for pretty well my entire adult life. And the one, actually, and I'll add a fourth one there, for whatever the reason is, uh, when I have conversations with my friends, I found that a lot of them were asking me, 
about the type of topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, and the one topic that kind of really I narrow down on is what you just mentioned. It's financial preparedness. Mm-hmm. And the little saying I use is, are you prepared? Are you financially prepared for life's curveballs? So, yes, we will talk about a curveball that life threw me, and uh, that is kind of the driving force. And let's just say that I love doing it, and obviously I'm a member of the market. I'm a father who was always the, uh, and still is, the outwardly focused kind of, I, you know, looking after business, bringing home the money. Uh, this was my whole bailiwick. And I found that a lot of other fathers were asking me about this. Brilliant guys in their own field, but this whole financial field, if you're a father who's responsible for family finances, uh, you want to you wanna know this stuff. So I'm sure we'll get into it, but there's the qualifications for you, my brother. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate that. But the story took, uh, uh, just for lack of a better term, I guess we'll just call it a, a tragic turn that kind of led you to thinking in this way. Uh, and and, and we, we, we would be remiss if we didn't, share with folks exactly what what happened as far as uh your wife and your family is concerned so let's uh let's let's do that no problem okay so the family recap pretty simple got married in 2004 uh three kids 2005 2007 2009 so let's just say uh life was uh life was pretty busy pretty hectic i was the outwardly focused spouse my wife was the inwardly focused spouse both of us very busy you know, she was looking after the kids' cycle, domestic cycle, etc. I was out there kind of doing business and building real estate. So nothing out of the ordinary there. Everyone's busy. Everyone has their own things. I'm going to take you back to 2011, guys. Uh, late in the year, my wife had a, a slip and fall. Uh, she wrenched her back, went to the doctor the next day, and the doctor prescribed her a painkiller called Oxycontins. All right? Now, I don't know if you guys know much about this stuff, but... Uh, highly addictive, really, really nasty stuff. Um, we didn't know anything about it. We took our doctor's advice. Uh, unfortunately, my wife developed uh, an addiction. And uh, let's just say that that period of 2011 to 2014, that three-year period, um, was very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to share this with your audience because one of the top five values I have, one of them is genuineness. And I know that people go through really tough, tough times in life. I know there's probably members of your audience who are probably going through something like this or they know a family member. Uh, that whole thing of developing addiction, you mix it in with, uh, let's say, some postpartum uh, depression from the kids. You know, like women, obviously, they go through so much when they, when they give birth. Uh, it was getting to be a really bad scene. Every day my wife was getting uh, worse and worse when it came to just, you know, things like her self-esteem, her energy levels. Uh, Let's just say it was a very bad Maltop cocktail of, you know, depression, addiction. It was not good. Uh, So, um, unfortunately, she made a decision that uh, certainly reverberated and affected lots of lives, including mine, obviously, and including my children. Uh, she decided that she didn't want to be here anymore. Um, that was in uh, 2014. And basically, let's just say that uh, uh, that was a, that was obviously the most devastating day of my life. 
And that led to what was uh, thought to be maybe a one-year sabbatical, but it ultimately ended up being a four-year sabbatical mm. from 2014 until 2018. And the 2018, when I came back, that's what we mentioned earlier, the New Media Summit. Yeah. That was my first event, like for starting everything. So uh, the real thing of where Prepared Fathers came from was another experience I had during that sabbatical. Um, I was the executor of her estate, okay? And you would think, given my background, right, professional accountant, entrepreneur, real estate investor, a guy who deals with paperwork and everything all the time, uh, let's just say that I had a I had a horrible experience with being her executor. So you're dealing with the emotional loss, the mourning, you're reinventing uh, your routines with children, because I, I didn't know any of those things. Mm-hmm. Like the simple thing to play, like the simplest stuff that the kids and everything, I didn't know any of that stuff. So had to reinvent all that. But that, ex- that experience of being the executor, uh, it was really tough. And when during my sabbatical, when I talked to other fathers about it, I said, you know, guys, like, this is one of those things that happened to me, and this is what this was the curveball that life threw me. Um, if life threw you guys a curveball, what would happen? And Steve, Richard, lots and lots of brilliant guys doing lots of brilliant things. Uh, I really couldn't get one of them to say, you know what? Yeah, we would be prepared in terms of our paperwork and all of the stuff that we would need. We would be prepared uh, to, to handle it. Mm-hmm. So that was the driving force to be behind saying, you know, why prepared fathers? Why do I talk about what I talk about? Because a lot of fathers right now, um, and I, again, I, let me share one more thing here, is I had one of those conversations where at the end of the day, uh, I started, I, I asked myself the question, I said, you know something, what happens if it was me? What in the world would yeah. have happened? Because my wife would have had zero clue, zero of where anything was, where what we owned, what accounts we had, etc. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wow, this is a problem that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. We have to change this. Mm-hmm. That's where the mission of Prepared Fathers was born. That's where the company was born. And that's the work I do today. Yeah, I'll go ahead, Richie. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Obviously, first off, you know, kudos for, for you taking something that is so tragic and turning it into something good for others. So that in and of itself, mm-hmm. I just want to say thanks. Um, secondly, okay. I, can, I can kind of hear in this, based on the, what you were just talking about, that you already knew this information and yet you had a hard time. Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, um, I think it's the Stoic philosophy where you prepare for the worst, but expect the best, but prepare for the worst. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it sounds as if, you know, even if you don't get thrown such a heavy curveball, like, this is still a good thing to do because at some point we're all going to die and the kids, they're going to even be prepared, right? They're still your children later, right? So, again, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact... Every, we haven't gone into exactly a lot of the things, that specifics yet of what you do, but this, this sounds yeah. like even without tragedy hitting, this is something that people should be doing. Uh, 
I 100% agree with you. The curveball I described pretty well is like the worst one that you could be thrown. I'll throw out a couple of other things. What happens if it's something like a divorce, maybe a disability, an accident, uh, a job loss? A job loss is a curveball that mm-hmm. life throws you. Mm-hmm. So 100%, there's all these different situations that we don't kind of know when they're coming. Uh, life just has a way of delivering them. So yes, 100%, uh, I would highly encourage, I, I highly encourage everyone, but obviously my market is fathers. I talk directly to fathers. I use their language. Uh, and of course, I'm a member of the market. So yes, uh, every father should oversee this in terms of at least they got to make sure stuff is in place. Um, and when you say I knew about it, let's say if we graded it on basic, intermediate, and advanced, I kind of knew the basic stuff, and I did some of the intermediate stuff. But now when I look back, um, I try and get fathers to do basic, intermediate, and advanced level stuff to make sure that the whole kit and caboodle is taken care of so that they can get kind of, at the end of the day, um, you know, this is not a topic that really many people talk about. It's not top of mind for most fathers. If it does come up in their head, they kind of want to, shun it away very quickly. We all don't like questioning our own mortality or anything like that. But the way I encourage fathers to say is, um, you know, if you can look after this once, then on a yearly basis, you're just going to really update it. You're going to have to go through the process once. So, uh, yeah, Richard, every father, every family should look. If you have assets and you have children, you have to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the the little saying I have is uh, financial preparedness is a lot better than financial regret. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fathers, if they don't deal with these things, unfortunately, they're going to put either themselves or their family members into a position of regret uh, when something happens. So the, I'm kind of flashing as if we're on beyond eight figures for a second here and the whole build, yes. build scale, exit um, is there, do they already need to have a bunch of assets or what if we have a listener here that maybe they're reinventing their life? Maybe they don't have a bunch of assets. Are there things that they should be doing or thinking about prior to even building assets? Maybe there's a 22 year old listening right now and doesn't have anything right now. Mm-hmm. You know what? The 22 year old who doesn't have anything right now, maybe they're not really in the, or they're maybe don't have the highest necessity of getting prepared because let's just say they don't have any what I call key stakeholders yet. They don't have a spouse. They don't have any kids. Having said that, though, every individual, if you are an individual right now and not part of a, a family unit or married or whatever, yeah, you can start looking at this stuff. So the, the basics I would start with at a younger age is, well, yeah, are you making money? Because like all the stuff you learn out in the world about you know, make more money, don't spend as much as you earn, put some aside, invest. Yeah, that to me is all very basic level stuff, Mm -hmm. and I do encourage people for that. But then once you do start building some assets, once you have children, um, and especially if you're the breadwinner, yeah, then we got to kick it up a notch, right? Now it's like we're introducing the concept of uh, do you have a will? Do you have some insurance programs? Again, I don't, I don't sell these things, but I talk about these things. Uh, do you have kind of coverages so that whatever curveball life throws at you, you have it handled? Do you have your paperwork in order, which is a huge oversight 
for most fathers. A lot of fathers, even ones who make great money, there's a lot of them who are lousy when it comes to recording everything and kind of knowing where everything is, especially if something happened to them. Like I said, if it happened to me, my spouse, my wife wouldn't have had a clue. And if you're in that situation, I highly, highly encourage you to get something started and put something together because, yeah, again, you're only opening yourself up for regret and pain. So, again, I went through massive amounts of pain uh, with that experience when my wife passed away. And, yeah, I made certain mistakes. I didn't have certain things ready. I didn't know little things. Like, I didn't know all of the accounts that she had. I didn't know where her safe deposit box keys were. Uh, she never changed her last name when we got married. Let's just say uh, she had a piece of real estate, an investment property we owned. She had it in her name, then getting it over to mine. Like, there was all these hassles that if I was more prepared, better, that advanced and intermediate level stuff, hmm. I wouldn't have had to go through that. So I would encourage you, wherever you are on the journey, recognize that these are important things that, uh, once again, not talked about often, but uh, you will be, you'll have a, a real sense of uh, relief and some confidence, actually, that, you know what, it's okay. Like, I, I know today that if something, unfortunately, would happen to me, that my young children are going to be fine, right? I have it lined up. I have an executor. I, you know, like, the assets are in place. But if, you know, like there's a lot of fathers out there who don't have anything. They're 40, 50 years old. And those are the ones, those are the guys who I really try and reach the most because uh, they probably do have assets Mm -hmm. and they haven't taken the steps. So that's, that's what I feel. And I encourage fathers of all levels and all ages to look at this stuff. Yeah. So in, and maybe you, maybe you said it in sort of story type, uh, languaging there that I didn't catch in a, in a point by point basis. But if we were to mm-hmm. say, you know, here are the the five things that you need to do to be a quote prepared father. Uh, what what would those top five, top seven, top ten? I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is your area of expertise, whatever yeah. that list is. So just like bullet pointed out, and then maybe we can uh, dig in a little bit uh, deeper on each of those. Certainly. But so if somebody comes to you and they're a client, uh, they hire you and mm-hmm. they go, Jay, let's, let's, you know, make me a prepared father. What are the yep. five, seven, 10 things you're going to absolutely make sure that uh, you do for them? Fantastic question. Okay. Uh, it's, it's three areas that I'm going to get into. Okay. And by the way, just for future reference, I have this all in a checklist format. So we'll figure out uh, how to get that to your audience sure. members who want to who want to get some more? Okay, so yeah, the first part of it is um, is do you have kind of your financial paperwork in order? All right, like your record keeping, your bill paying, where are all your documents? Like your mortgages, uh, your insurance policies. There's a lot of paper, or there's a lot of files, whether they're sent via email, let's say attachments. There's all this stuff that's there. Your bank accounts your policy numbers, account numbers, et cetera, all of this information, it should be thoughtfully organized in one place, Mm -hmm. okay? Whether that place is online, whether it's offline, that, your paperwork aspect of it, it just helps you keep score. It helps you know where everything is. So that's the first area we would talk about 
uh, with a client, it's like, okay, where is everything? Who knows where everything is? Do you have it in one place? A lot of, a lot of my clients, by the way, have things all over the place. They may have uh, their mortgage, which their lawyer gave them in paper format. They have that sitting in a file somewhere at home, whereas maybe their insurance policy is on an email attachment, etc. It's all spread out. It's scattered. No one would know where it is if you didn't know where it was. So we try and get that looked after first, okay? Let's get all your documents. Let's get all your important information in one place. That's the paperwork aspect of it. The second thing is the conversations you need to have. All right, this again, uh, based on your belief systems about money, uh, based on the relationships you have with your family members, extended family members, some people have a real hiccup or they have a real uh, problem talking about money and money items. And if something happens, like um, I had to have this conversation with my elderly parents who were both in their late 70s. It's not an easy conversation to have because you're talking about someone maybe not being here. But, again, it's so important, especially once your paperwork is organized. Let's say that there's two exceptionally important conversations you need to have. One is with your spouse. All right? Your spouse needs to know where all this information is, that Mm -hmm. the information that you thoughtfully organized in step one, your paperwork, They need to know where everything is. You have to have a conversation about this is where it is. This is what, if something happens to me, come and find this information. The second part, the second conversation you need to have is whoever you have selected as the executor and potentially powers of attorney for your estate. Now, let's dig into that a little bit, okay? So the second thing is the executor, you pick someone Uh, whether it's a professional executor or someone who's a family member that you trust. I find that a lot of people choose family members. Now, the executor of your estate is going to have a couple of things that they're going to look after. One is called financial stuff, right, which is the stuff that you would think an executor uh, would deal with. The second area is your health. Now, let's say that you haven't passed away. Let's say that you are disabled. There, very possibly, you could choose beforehand, obviously, is the best time. You may choose to have someone who's the executor of your estate, and they possibly may have financial power of attorney, right? If something Mm -hmm. happens to you, you're disabled or whatever, they have control and they can make decisions. A lot of times, that same person may not be qualified to be your health power of attorney. So an advanced step is if you really want to do this right, you get your will set up, you pick your executor, and then you have a financial power of attorney and a health power of attorney. Different people if necessary. If they're different people, then obviously that would add another conversation. But if you have those conversations where you've talked with your spouse, you know, here you go, here's kind of where everything is, something happens, come and look for this, and then you've talked with your executor, or your powers of attorney, now that step is looked after. And the third step is what everyone thinks this is all about. It's your assets. I know guys, Steve, who make 300, 400 grand a year who don't have a penny saved. They don't know where their stuff is. They're totally unorganized. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily about how much money you make. It is about how much money you're keeping and what assets you are building. Right. So the third part of it is assets. So it's paperwork, conversations and assets. 
I take my clients along each of these areas, and we kind of dig into where they're at, where they want to go. Uh, and somewhere along the asset side, we kind of mentioned it earlier, is do you have the proper insurance coverages? Whether you are employed by someone else, whether you are a business owner, and especially if you are the sole breadwinner or you are uh, kind of you oversee everything, pretty important to have the right insurance programs in place. Again, I don't know tons and tons of particulars about it. I can tell you life insurance, critical illness insurance, disability type insurance, those type of things. I encourage my clients to go and talk with their trusted insurance person for that stuff. So that's all part of assets. Um, and again, it's super important because uh, you could maybe, let's say you have a piece of real estate and you have a good mortgage on it, a good sized mortgage. If something happens to you, then you know what? They, your family might have to sell that piece of real estate in order to pay off the mortgage. Yeah. Whereas if you have an insurance program, maybe the insurance program will cover the mortgage for you. And if it's your own house, then at least you have confidence that your family can stay in your house if something happens to you, as opposed to being forced to sell it and go do something else. So those are the three pillars, right? Paperwork, conversations, and assets. That's what I talk about with my clients. Yeah, that's very, very helpful. And, you know, and it's interesting, too, because as you said, you know, it's it's one thing – to be a prepared father from the standpoint of what happens if your spouse passes away. Uh-huh. And it's quite another to be a prepared father if you pass away and you're the one who's mostly handling the finances and, and so forth. I mean, that's certainly the case in my household. And I mean, yep. I've, I, I've, God, I don't even remember the last time my wife has even accessed our bank accounts. Like she just, you know, I, she, I just pull out cash. I put it in the purse for her and she grabs a 20 or two, whatever. I mean, everything is so cash list right now that, I mean, I, there was a point in time where, you know, we, we need to have cash on hand. Now, I mean, I, I seldom go to the ATM, seldom bring any mm-hmm. cash for her. I mean, it's always good to have a little bit of cash, but I mean, right. she never goes to the bank. She's, I, I mean, it just, it's scary to think about mm-hmm. what would happen right. if uh, if I passed, right? I mean, like, you know, I pay the I – mean, fortunately, we don't have a, a mortgage on our home, but we, we do have the real estate taxes. Like, even that, you know, I mean, you don't pay the real estate taxes yeah. for four years, and the taxes get auctioned, and, and like, uh, you lose your house. Oh, wait a minute. Yep. We, we, Lots we, of bad stuff can happen. It's like, I mean, I don't even think she knows that you have to pay real estate taxes on your house. Like, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it is. God, so, so it's 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 frightening, really, when you come right down to it. The the number of things, especially if you were the primary, mm, like bill payer and uh, the primary person responsible for the the finances of your household, you just do so many things that you don't even. It's like second nature. So. That's you know, right. so it's funny. So in, in business, you know, they talk about having like standard operating procedures where like you video, mm-hmm. especially nowadays, right, where you video yourself doing like, let's say, I don't know, I'm just going to use a random example. But let's say you build something in uh, Infusionsoft because maybe that's your CRM platform and you, you mm-hmm. do a screen capture of, of how you send that email or how you send that campaign or how you 
bill someone for for what's owed, right? And so you video that, right. and then people go, oh, okay, now I can just follow this video, and I can do ABC, and it's easy enough. Do you, I mean, I know that sounds weird, but, do, I mean, do we do those sort of standard operating procedures for our household to, to, to have that available to, to our, our significant other? Uh, if you do, then it's fantastic. The answer is yes, you should. Do most people do it? No. Does anyone do, do it, right? I mean... Uh, you know what? I've probably met literally, I could count the number of guys who've done that on one hand. I'm sure. At that level. That yeah. level. So, now, in the, uh, most likely it is... Uh, first of all, most fathers, again, they don't really think about these things, right? No one wants to think about this stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, they don't think about it, which means that, you know, kind of they just push it to the background. I'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys who I really try and get a hold of and say, hey, listen, when you're saying get to this later, why? Why do you want to get to it later? Why not get to it now? And then once it's done mm-hmm. and you've done these kind of steps, then uh, great, fantastic. Let's, let's move on in life. But why not get this level of preparedness uh, ahead of time or at least – while you're able-bodied, while you're clear-thinking, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and not only for your own family, your own household unit, I'm also finding a lot of fathers have the elderly parents. They're having that. that there's another issue there completely where a lot, of, a lot of guys' parents do not have these things, and they're much older. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine you're much older and you don't have things prepared. Uh, you're asking for it. So right? you, think like, you, you think you got uh, this big inheritance yeah. coming, and then it's like, no. uh, what do you mean, right? The state, Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam comes yeah, in, yeah. takes it all, right? I mean, and I know you're you're in Canada, but I would obviously think that a lot of what we're talking same about thing. here, same thing. Okay, so it is the same thing there as it is same here. Thing. So that's so that's a great point, and no one wants to talk about these things. I mean, it's like, hey, you're gonna die, mom. I want all your money. What do you do, right? Like, I mean, you that's know, right. what, what do you have? It's kind of an uncomfortable conversation but did and maybe you mentioned this and maybe you maybe again i miss it i'm sorry in the list there if i missed it but did you mention mm-hmm. like wills and trusts and, and those sort of things did that did that come up yet uh wills i mentioned trust yeah. you know what the more assets you have then certainly uh i, I find trust law very very uh demographic uh, geographic specific so i certainly the second you start building up you know, substantial assets, you want to start protecting them, you want to ultimately talk about succession and passing them to your children, then yeah, I encourage trust. But you know what? A lot of the fathers are not at that level yet. But a will, the second you are a father and you have even a dollar in an asset, yes, a will is kind of its mm-hmm. starting point. Like, we got to get that. Because you're right. There's situations where you have some assets if something happens to you and you do not have a will, uh, Uncle Sam or Revenue Canada, whoever the taxing authority is, A, they are likely going to take a lot more than they deserve than if you had a will and had your wishes expressed. And even if they don't take a lot more, the one thing I for sure know is it's going to take a lot longer for your family to regain unencumbered control of that asset, mm. whether it's a house, an investment property, etc. If you do not have a will, if your wishes are not expressed, then going through probate and going through courts, et cetera, with the government, yeah, again, you're asking for it. So when I talk about 
preparedness is a lot better than regret, that's a prime example of what I'm talking about. If you do not have a will and you have assets, oh, geez, like, yeah, like those are those are really sad situations, to be very honest with you, because the family needs the money. Uh, they may need to sell something in order to raise money, et cetera, especially if you were the breadwinner. And if you don't have that stuff set up, oh, geez, man, like, yeah, those are heartbreaking stories for me. So, uh, yeah, that's why you see the like now you guys are seeing like, this is where I'm pounding the drum, and I. Uh, that's why I love coming on shows and podcasts to talk about this stuff, talk about it openly, uh, and just open people's eyes that this stuff is super important. Like, uh, we live in a first world country, right? And right underneath oxygen, you pretty well need money. So why not protect money? Again, we weren't we weren't taught this stuff in school. I question why. It's probably a whole other podcast episode, but. Um, why are we not taught all these things in school? Why are we not trained with this stuff? Just as everybody, everyone, every student should be trained on these things, but there's no mention of it anywhere. So, uh, you know, I'm taking up that cause. I know there's some other people who do it as well, but yeah, you got to have a will. Once you get a little more advanced, yep, talk about trusts for sure. So we, we've all heard that phrase in some way, shape, or form that we try to move towards pleasure or avoid pain and we obviously we've heard the pain side and we can also understand how it's also painful potentially to have the conversation so there's an interesting conundrum that's sitting there they want to avoid the pain for their spouse but it's also a potentially painful conversation to have so Mm -hmm. is there any benefit, let's say, um, structure, maybe tax-wise or whatever, if they get this stuff in place, is there a potential gain that they can get that might help them push it a little further to have the conversation and to get this process started, like a structural tax benefit or just any... I mean, I don't know if there is or not, but it just, I'm just, mm-hmm. because it's that interesting thing of you're talking about death and it's like, no one wants to talk about that, but I a hundred percent understand why yes. you think it's so important. And, and, I'm, you know, Steve and I are like starting to fill out the quiz over here, <laughs> you know, but, but is there, is there some sort of gain or some sort of, let's just say, um, Well, there's the obvious, right? I'm going to throw out the obvious one so you don't have to do that. The obvious is you now know when this is done, if something Mm -hmm. happens, your family's taken care of. That's the obvious one. I'm talking more the the things that might not be so obvious. Oh, you get this and um, you're literally going to save money on your taxes when you put this in place or you're going, you know, is there Mm -hmm. any of that kind of stuff going on? Uh, the one that we mentioned was the big one. It's uh, having a will versus not. It, that alone, if you have a will and you have assets, something happens to you, you will likely pay a lot less in what those probate taxes slash fees are. Uh, that's, again, future when something happens. Mm-hmm. Today, having it? No, you already hit upon it, Richard. The number one thing is it is uh, it's priceless when you have a sense of relief. Mm -hmm. It's just a sense of calm. 
there's relief as opposed to stressing about it, right? Like as opposed to constantly having it on your mind and then never doing anything about it, that creates a lot of stress and tension in your household or with you. Mm-hmm. But taking the steps, you're right. There, I, I don't think of any financial benefit or anything that you're going to save immediately. Maybe the best benefit is the fact that if you track this stuff, and I don't only talk about like preparedness, right? I also talk about for the guys who ultimately have money and they want to invest. Like, yeah, then we get into what potential structures might be. But I don't want most fathers to think about that because they're really not at that level, and that's fine. I would much rather they get this basic preparedness done. Now, your point about making it easier to have a conversation, I actually, uh, it was one of the, the podcast hosts that, that invited me on from New Media Summit. He had a situation where his wife was um, had previous health issues and almost lost her life uh, a few years previous. And when I was on his podcast, we were talking about it. He asked me that specific question. He's like, Jay, I actually want to talk about this topic. She wants nothing to do with it. What do I do? And I just said, okay, this is where you're directing the conversation and you're not saying, honey, this is about you or this is about me. This is about our children. Once that you, once you basically say, I want to have this conversation for the good and sake of our kids because they don't deserve to us be inactive when it comes to this stuff. They don't deserve that. So whenever there's a difficult conversation, almost always uh, there's children involved here. So the point, of, the point of the conversation is to make sure they don't have to go through any sort of undue pain over on top of emotional stuff that maybe they would deal with if there was a loss in the family. Yeah. They don't have to like be kicked out of their house, et cetera. So it's always directed uh, with the goal of we're protecting the kids. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ask my clients to steer conversations. It's not about you. It's not about me. Um, it's about our children. Even if you have a difficult parent, let's say you want to talk about that. Well, their parents have grandkids. And then you point the conversation to grandkids. So that's how I instruct uh, everyone. So there's no financial benefit, but at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. This well, like, why do we do all of the stuff that we do, right? Hmm. Uh, build real estate or do business for our family at the end of the day, right? So mm-hmm. why not take this step and layer it on top to protect your family? So that's how that's how I direct my clients. Uh, totally makes sense. And it's funny as you were saying that it. I have I love testing things and there's probably no mm-hmm. hard data on this but I mm-hmm. wouldn't be or it wouldn't surprise me at all that if you could look at data for fathers who are prepared they probably end up living longer because they're less stressed out you know they're actually totally. like I don't know I I'm just was thinking it as you were saying like cuz I I just started thinking about Man, once you actually, it's almost like an ostrich. If you're not thinking about it, it's, you're not thinking about it, and it's like you're not stressed about it. But then, mm-hmm. damn you, now you got me thinking about it, and so yeah, now I'm stressing about it. <laughs> you know, you but, got it. But, but no, take, go take care of it now, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. three levels that I talk about, guys. One is financial ignorance. The second one is financial negligence. The third one is financial preparedness. 
Mm. Ignorance is you don't even know what you don't know. Yeah. There might be some listeners who've never given this an ounce of thought um, before this conversation. And they were financially ignorant just because they didn't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. But now, you're right. Once they've heard this conversation, once your audience has sat there and thought about it, if they now choose to do nothing, they unfortunately are become financially negligent, mm-hmm. right? Because now you know and you still choose to do nothing versus the fathers who do take the steps and they, they, they then reach the financial preparedness level. So you can start the conversation with ignorance and that's fine, but the negligent stuff, once, once I see that someone is there, mm-hmm. then it's like, Hey man, like, what are you really doing here? Like at the end of the day, uh, are you, what are you running away from? There is some pain here or, there's something that you don't want to do, and my question would be, why yeah. or why not? Why don't you want to take the step? So those yeah. are my three levels, Richard. So, yeah, there's a lot of people who fall on all, all three. You know, it's a, it's a really important conversation. As a matter of fact, I can see um, how we'll be marketing this conversation afterwards because, I mean, like, really, this is probably the most important conversation I think we've ever had as it relates mm-hmm. to being a father, of course. And then it really does beg the question of, Shouldn't you um, also have a prepared mother's <laughs> type of, of business? Maybe bring on a, a, a female equally uh, capable partner, right, to do a prepared mother's <laughs> thing because this conversation is is so important for them as well, if not more so. If you, I mean, because we still have so much of the family unit where, and to Richard's point here, I don't know if there is hard data on this or not, but I would venture to guess that don't know 80 percent of households are still primarily run by men you know fathers versus you know women as being the prime i mean i, I don't think they're still run by women I just well think you the- know, i'm talking about in terms <laughs> yeah. of the final yes you get it you get it totally get it but the point uh, the number is uh, 70 it's oh it's 70 percent okay 70 uh percent of households the father oversees the overseas. family finances yeah okay great great term there overseas yeah. so you know, That's so I would it. so I would think that this is an equally important conversation for moms <laughs> to to keep in mind and to make sure that they're they well this conversation hopefully moves them out of that financial ignorance uh, and uh, and then you know hey you're listening right now are, are you now moving into that state of that stage of, of financial um, negligence right and so you're you're hearing it now and so anyway the point only being. It would seem to me that this is as an important conversation for for moms, if if not more so, since so many of them don't oversee the the finances and so forth. So I think there's a, a big opportunity there for for you as well. But let's let's play this out for a second. So somebody comes to see sure. you, and and we'll definitely get the checklist. And let's put that. Uh, so Kelly, we'll we'll get that checklist from Jay. Uh, let's put it up at uh, reinventionradio.com/resources so you can you'll be able to get that uh, free checklist there. Reinventionradio.com/resources. Uh, and then, Jay, I'll give you an opportunity, of course, to share your website as well. But we'll put that checklist sure. there. Uh, so you just send it to Kelly, and we'll put it there, and, and it'll be accessible. Mm-hmm. So let's say somebody goes through that, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, wow, so here's one, two, three, four, blah, 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 all these things I have to do. And now I'm thinking, why don't I just pay Jay? <laughs> like, let me just hire Jay, and let me just have Jay do this. So if somebody came to you and just said, Jay, I get it. I see the checklist. I know all these things that I have to do let me go ahead here and just hire you to do it. What, what does that look like? What, I mean, can you give us 
ballpark? I mean, obviously it's going to depend largely on the estate and, you know, all the stuff that's yeah. involved, I'm sure. But can you give us like a, a ballpark if we just said, hey, Jay, just do it? Uh, I don't provide the services doing it simply because everyone's financial information. Like, I know that you're, you've, you've been a real estate investor for a long time. Yes. And you probably have different documents and different things. Uh, so instead of us doing it, what I do provide is I provide you uh, kind of an instruction sheet to hire an accounting firm to do it for you locally. Because uh, you can imagine, like, think of the, uh, the, the logistical things of, uh, first of all, I don't necessarily want to be responsible for everyone else's financial information. And this is like stuff which is super critical, right? Like your account numbers, your investment accounts, all this stuff all has to be documented in one place. So that side of it, doing the paperwork, no, that's kind of the, the exercise. Yeah, that's the exercise that I ask uh, the fathers to do. And if they really just, there's some guys totally resistant to it, they have money, then I say hire your local accounting firm, right, where you can share documents with them, et cetera, as opposed to me. I don't like, you know, can you imagine you emailing me stuff uh, that all your important information, like all I want. I want zero to do with any of that, brother, because that just that's a whole different level and it's a different style of business. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. if you say, Jay, you know what, I uh, I need some clarifications on a lot of these things. Um, I don't know if I'm doing everything properly. Then yes, then there's like coaching available, one-on-one coaching, and my own. Uh, I know that I I don't normally talk about product-specific stuff here, but uh, the one product that I have is called Dad Vault. Okay, so Dad Vault is a financial organization system where there's a physical binder involved. All remember we talked about paperwork having all of your stuff in one place. That's exactly what that binder is designed to do. So there's a product available with an online like, you know, three module course. Here's how you fill out the binder. This is all the things that you're going to do with it. Um, that's the the thing that I find that a lot of fathers like because now they don't have to go and reinvent the wheel, Mm -hmm. all right? I have a 60-page PDF in there. They fill in all their information. They record all their accounts, et cetera, that paperwork step. And then they take that binder, dad vault, and remember the two conversations I asked you to have, Mm -hmm. one with your spouse, one with the executor? All you do to them is say, okay, guys, listen, if something happens to me, come and find the dad vault. And now you've looked after the first two steps. And then the assets... A lot of my coaching, Steve, it is, like I said, it's, it's on the asset side. Guys mm-hmm. who maybe have some money don't have the first clue what to do with it. Uh, it's sitting idle. It's not earning them anything. They want to they wanna invest it, et cetera. So they come to me for a lot of that. So my coaching is on those levels. But in terms of doing the paperwork, no, man. Like, that's just, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, gotcha. I, I don't want to do gotcha. any of it. I got gotcha. let's, like let's, <laughs> let's do this. I mean, I do think there's a huge opportunity for a done-for-you type thing, but I get it. You draw the line, you do what you do, and you just say, and, and, and look, we understand why you're doing what you're doing, and, uh, and let me be the first to say, uh, as, you know, as Richie's uh, said as well throughout this conversation, that you know, it's just awesome that you're doing what you're doing to bring this awareness and to, and to really help 
uh, us move out of that state of ignorance and uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, beyond negligence, <laughs> which some of totally. us may stay in. Totally. But let's, um, we're going to run out of time here, man. So we just got a minute or so left. So I want to make sure that we give you the opportunity to share, well, what, what, where is the best place to go? So we'll put this checklist on reinventionradio.com slash resources. But if people want to go to your website uh, and just mm-hmm. find out more about you and the dad vault and all that fun stuff that you're doing, well, where should they go? What should they do? Uh, if they visit www.preparedfathers.com, uh, that is the main hub. So there's a quiz that they can take there, you know, a fatherly financial quiz, kind of give them an idea mm-hmm. where they're at, where do they stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's lots of resources there for them as well. There's awesome. some checklists, some blog posts, some videos, and et cetera. So I'd love for them to go to www.preparedfathers.com. Awesome. Jay, we're going to let you jump here, man. Really appreciate you mm-hmm. joining us here on Reinvention Radio, and we will talk to you really soon, and hopefully Jay will see you at a future new media summit as well. It'll be great to, to have you back, man. We'd love to love to have you there. So, man, I tell you, Richie, it, uh, you know, and, and it would have been great to get Mary here and have her perspective as well, but, you know, both of us here as fathers, uh, pretty really poignant conversation really when you come right down to it i mean on a scale of one to ten how prepared do you feel right now based on what jay covered oh not not too much like a two um well we talk about stuff and i think more now that's a two isn't it no 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 i mean i think (laughs) it's it's interesting because on it it makes me want to focus on a different part like, I think what he's talking about, I'm actually not that far off. Mm. What it makes me think of more is the building of the assets part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More of them. Mm-hmm. Right? I got you. Be- mostly because I had a, a daughter later. Yeah. Right? I'm still young and some... You're 74 compa- now? 75? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw your face <laughs> after the you other saw the face. Well, the Russians now own me. Can you, I, 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 silliest thing ever. I'll people talking but, about the Russians. But yeah, I mean as far as what he's talking about, I, I feel like we've done well in that. It mm-hmm. just I started just thinking more of like, man, like, let's build more stuff let's to build yeah, more more I gotcha. assets. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean and honestly on a scale of one to ten, I, I can't imagine I'm I'm beyond a five at this point. I mean probably halfway there, but a, a long way to go. So Really, really important food for thought here. And as I was saying during the interview, I mean, this, this from a marketing perspective, I could see us saying this is probably the most important conversation we've ever had in terms of, you know, if you're a dad, you need to listen to the show. So there you have it. All right, my friends, moms, dads, this, that, and the other, we love you. We appreciate you. For Richie Ote, Mary Goulet, Kelly Poker, White Wade, I'm Steve Olsher. We'll talk to you next time on Reimagine Radio. Take care. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. Attention coaches, authors, speakers, and business owners. Please pay close attention to what I'm about to say if you want to secure massive visibility fast and generate thousands of highly qualified leads without spending a dime on advertising or marketing. The easiest way to make this happen is to appear as a guest on the world's most popular podcast. We recently came across an awesome resource that provides detailed contact information for 240 new media influencers who are looking for guests just like you. 
you. It's called the Ultimate Directory, and for a limited time, you can get the preview edition of the directory absolutely free. That's right, for free. It's time for you to get the visibility you and your business deserve and connect with the world's leading icons of influence who can make you famous with the push of a button. Get your free preview edition of the Ultimate Directory right now at www.myultimatedirectory.com. That's myultimatedirectory.com.